0: Welcome
1: to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him back because he keeps putting out important news. we got two press releases we're talking about today. Steve Saviak, CEO of Valio Pharma, trades on the CSC under VPH. For our friends in the U.S., VPHIF, and for our friends in, uh, in Europe on Frankfurt, under VP2, for those who are new to the story, because you may have seen the headlines that they've been putting out, so it's attracting a lot more attention. Valio is essentially a, a revenue-generating Canadian pharmaceutical company, but the way they do it is what I love about in the small-cap space. They acquire the Canadian rights to commercial-stage proprietary drugs, and then uh, they commercialize them in Canada, so they don't have to go through all that expense of going uh, drug trials and R&D and spending tens of million dollars and all the risk. They go take great products from around the world that don't necessarily have Canada as a target market. And they say, hey, we'll represent you here. Let us do the work for you and, and set you become the marketing arm. And that's translated to success. 2020 revenues, $7.5 million. So they're doing great. Q1 revenue, $1.9 million. And they're telling us that Q2 is gonna be a record for the company. So here to talk about that in another press release is Steve, welcome back.
0: George, it's, uh, it's always uh, nice to be back on your show, and uh, we enjoy coming here. And we follow you uh, on a regular basis.
1: That's great to know. That, that that's great. That, I really appreciate that. And it's easy to talk about, you guys. It's always energetic. Look, two press weeks we're going to talk about. The one is the projecting record uh, Q2. But first, what we want to talk about is uh, an update on private, pay, private payer reimbursement for your asthma therapies. Normally that would be like, well, that sounds kind of boring or that doesn't sound like a big deal. Uh, But let's talk about these drugs first and then talk about why this private payer reimbursement is so big for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, We're very uh, pleased with that. Uh, These two new asthma therapies are uh, products that we license from Novartis Canada. They're new drugs. They have not been on the market yet. They're both approved by Health Canada. We actually have them in our warehouse and we should start shipping them in the next 10 to 14 days. So our commercial launch is, is imminent. Uh, they did not impact Q2 revenues, these two products, they, as we haven't started shipping yet. But what's important about these two products is that based on extensive clinical trials that Novartis performed, they, uh, the drugs demonstrated that they are, they provide a significant improvement in the current standard of care for asthma, people who suffer from asthma. Uh, and that what's interesting also is that the drugs were compared against one of the best asthma therapies out there, called Advair, which is a GlaxoSmithKline product uh, that does over two hundred million dollars of revenue. And in published journals, so these are this is in in public domain. You can actually we can send you these uh, articles of of the trials over seven thousand five hundred patients worldwide. Wow, that's in, that's in, massive. Canada, uh, a significant uh, beneficial improvement over. And that means a a reduction in asthma attacks, increase in lung function, and a reduction in other symptoms typically associated with asthma. So these drugs are going to set a new bar in asthma therapy in Canada, we believe, Uh, and uh, they're about to be launched. So we're very excited about how those will, will add to our revenue growth.
1: And more than just lip service, more than just saying, you just saying, well, these are our products now and they're great. Uh, those, those comparisons, those, those comparisons with the, with the leading product were key in you achieving this level of private coverage. So let's talk about that because you announced that both asthma drugs have already secured 80% of all private payer reimbursement in Canada. Why is that so important?
0: Well, let's say, you know, let's look at how people, when people, when patients buy, Or prescribed medication, they go to their pharmacy and they receive medication. The vast majority of patients receive uh, the drugs are paid for either by the provinces themselves, so uh, Ontario in 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 your case, George, or by private payers, so life insurance companies that offer drug benefits plans to employers of these patients. So, vast majority in asthma, about fifty percent of asthma patients have uh, their drugs are paid for by this private coverage and 50% are paid for by public coverage, about an equal split. And it varies by different different diseases in terms of what that split may be. Our Parkinson's drug as an example, it would probably be about 70, 75% paid publicly, 25% paid privately because patients are older, typically have retired. So going back to, uh, uh, to our asthma drug, Getting eighty percent of private lives covered means that eighty percent of the people that are insured by private in, uh, health insurance plans can actually get these asthma therapies paid for by these plans, and that's really important. The, you know, most and is people- that
1: big coverage, Steve? Eighty percent, like for example, somebody at home might be wondering, well, why isn't it a hundred percent? Which I would assume probably isn't the case. So, how is eighty percent really good coverage?
0: Eighty percent is is, uh, is is excellent coverage, and and we will get to. If not 100 to very close to 100 and when i say not uh, close i mean in the high 90s uh but we 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 felt that to release this 80 percent gave uh certainly patients and physicians a sense of okay you we have coverage so if i prescribe this product my patient will not have to pay out of pocket there will be an insurance company that will pay and also it's an it's a it's an important factor for uh the market and for potential our shareholders and potential shareholders to know that these asthma therapies are well on their way to being reimbursed, what we call reimbursed. And that's a key key for all drugs. I mean, all drugs uh, rely to, to to an extent on, on this type of coverage.
1: And were you waiting for, I would assume logic dictates you're probably waiting for this kind of milestone before you really went full bore on your distribution and marketing, correct? Because you want to make sure you had a paying customers out there.
0: That's right, you want patients to, to be able to to have access to these drugs and to have someone who is gonna be paying for these drugs. And it's it's critical. Uh, So our commercial activities will start in in, in a couple of phases. The phase of actually making the product available at pharmacy will, will happen within the next two weeks. And by June 21st, our sales force will start initiating contacts with physicians. We already are talking to some of the key opinion leaders in Canada. We're finding a very strong uh, response, strong uh, uh, acceptance of our drug and the clinical data that these two drugs have. Uh, but the, the, the 10 or 11,000 physicians that we'll initially target will start targeting June 21st. So we see uh, uh, these two asthma drugs as providing some revenue, uh, an important element of revenue in Q3, but they will build every quarter thereafter. This is a five-year build of revenue where these drugs will sell in, in significant jumps up every quarter uh, going forward. And that's why we think over the f- next five years, our revenue growth is gonna be significant. And Paradigm Capital just put out a research report on us where they rated us the number one compounded annual growth revenue company in Canada in, in the pharma space. So that's pretty exciting for, for their analysts to believe that our revenue growth will outpace uh, just about everyone in uh, else that we can be compared to. And, and
1: for everyone that's new to the story, uh, first of all, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up at, at the end because that's a great third-party validation because I was going to bring up a point that your blood thinner product uh, that you know, trails all this by about six months or so, you know, you guys are projecting when it's at its peak is it going to be doing $30 million a year in revenue for you. So these are no small, you guys have clearly proven that you can pick the right drugs that are as good, if not better and or cheaper than the incumbent. So what kind of do you have a general expectation for what these asthma therapies might be able to do? i might ask asking for a projection, but what kind of an impact do you think you'll have? They'll have to the top line for for the company.
0: The uh, in, in let's we have to look over a period of uh, four to five years. I mean, uh, we expect both of these these two drugs together combined to generate well over a hundred million dollars of revenue. Wow! So uh, now and that pace should be fairly consistent, where every year it's jumping by a certain you know. Uh, percentage amount uh typically you'll see the first year uh it, because of uh of a number of factors getting your team together and that is is can be relatively uh single digit millions but uh, clearly the second year and below uh and below uh, it's double digit millions and and strong growth after that so uh you know we talked about the, the asthma therapies will be well over 50% of our revenues five years from now. Based on the products we currently have, I can't, you know, they're, we, what we might license in the coming months or coming years will could change that number, but it won't change the absolute dollars they'll provide. But I, I just want to circle back to your Redesca comment. We launched Redesca about a month ago. It's exceeding our sales expectations during that, period, uh, that intervening period of time. Uh, it's clearly well on its way. It'll have a, a, a big impact on Q3. It had a smaller impact on q2 because we launched it re- literally in the, yeah, the middle of the quarter two. but uh, q3 uh, we've had uh, uh, you know a great start to the month to to the quarter great month of uh, May um, and I again we firmly believe internally that we're gonna to see quarter over quarter, quarter consistent significant revenue increases and ultimately by mid-year next year profitability and uh, significant profitability thereafter project and, and, and- Thirty percent EBITDA, and we just redid those projections more recently in the last few days. Actually, just retesting all our financial uh, hypotheses, and again, we're seeing that thirty percent EBITDA. So if we get to you know 100, 150 million, um, you know, a significant EBITDA. The other thing I would like to say is
1: unbelievable you
0: know, as a as a, a company with growth in in its uh, in its uh, uh, potential. You know, you're looking at multiples of sales, which typically these companies uh, trade at in Paradigm is. You're looking somewhere between eight and twelve. Um, so, but as a mature as a mature company or a more mature company, which we will be in, let's say, three, four, five years, you're looking roughly around four times sales. So, if our sales go to 160 million or 150 million, whatever they may be, what would that be market cap wise? Pretty significant number. compared Especially to
1: you consider today. You're about 75 million, give or take.
0: We think there's tremendous upside in, uh, in our in our shares. Uh, and we we've got the products we've got products that are big products in the sense that they address a big market and uh, therefore have that big potential and then it comes down to execution and execution is all about people and we brought in a new president in january who's got who's got the experience in canada who's built uh, businesses who's ran a a big team uh, who's launched products we'll be we're adding to that team as we speak so we think the execution side is is, um, is, you know, is, is well taken care of. And uh, it's, uh, you know, I think a very exciting time at, uh, at Valio um, uh, to, to watch it, and it's great to be part of it.
1: And every success brings more success, right? Because Redesca, your blood thinner, is already is already in the market, and you're exceeding expectations. And your asthma therapies are going to be coming to market pretty soon. And as these drugs, as these licensed drugs or licensed therapies, uh, continue to hit or exceed expectations, I've got to figure, Steve, your reputation around the world is only going to grow. So you can have George Pharmaceutical in Europe somewhere. Your reputation is growing, saying, "Well, look, we never really we don't have the we don't have the economies of scale to go hit the Canadian market. We hit the EU and the US." but we're hearing these great things about this company called Valeo in Canada and they can provide a nice bonus that we never even you know, projected in our, in our financials. Is that what's happening? That the world is starting to hear about the success you guys are having?
0: Absolutely, and, and, and part of that is focus. Uh, we're focused on three areas, of the three various uh, uh, therapeutic areas as they're known, uh, respiratory uh, with asthma drugs, oncology or cancers, uh and uh various types of cancers but more solid tumor cancers uh and uh and neurology where we have uh, uh interesting uh, parkinson's uh, therapy and this is what draws companies to you it's it's having it's the reputation of the company it's having some scale uh and it's being in a therapeutic area that that uh, where they're lot, li- where the licensors are looking to launch products. We can't be everything to everyone. In Canada, if you have a, if if you're looking, for, let's say a cardiology product, there's better companies than us to go see. We're not in cardiology. But what we want to be is the go-to in respiratory, the go-to in neurology, go-to in oncology. Where a foreign company looking at Canada. Valio is, you know, we've got a product. I think who's first on the list? It's not the company that starts with A. It's the company that starts with V. It's Valio because because they have that, you know, sales force. They have the market knowledge. They have the relationships with the the, the key physicians. Uh, this is what people look for, and the ability to execute, and that's what we're going to be showing. Uh, we're showing now, and we will continue to show uh, in the coming quarters. And all of that draws is is, is comes around to something where. You say it's the people are confident in you; they have faith in you, and they they feel you're their the best partner uh, for their drugs in Canada. So it puts us in a in a strong position, I think, uh, and we're we're already seeing it because we we're currently negotiating uh, with companies. Not to say that this will you know there's a negotiating and completing a deal is uh, there's a two big different things, yeah. Strategy. But you've
1: already proven that you can pull it off. You're not George <laughs> Pharma that tries. Uh, you've well, already pulling it off, so. If you're negotiating six or seven, I'm sure you're going to get three of those or something. It's not a case of, uh... right.
0: and we have to make them fit, and they have to be, uh, they have to meet our criteria, which are, I think, pretty stringent. They've always been where the drugs bring a benefit to patients or a benefit to the Canadian healthcare system. In in either, as you said earlier, in savings. And actually, I guess I've been on this show long enough, or as often uh, enough, that you actually uh, encapsulate what value is all about in your two minute intro uh, wonderfully i think better than i could have encapsulated it so direct and right to the point but yeah absolutely uh building that that uh, market credibility is is key uh is key for us
1: last question you you know so the headline the headline is value projecting record revenues for second quarter which ended april 30th but given what you everything you've been talking about you know, redeska your blood thinner just kind of got going in the middle of the second quarter. So it's gonna have its full legs in the third quarter. And then your asthma's are gonna kind of start somewhere around the middle of the sec- of the end of the second quarter, just ramping up. Safe to say, Steve, I have to assume that this is just gonna be the beginning of record quarterly revenues. I, I This is probably gonna be a run for at least the next three, four quarters because you're ramping up some pretty big products. So well. safe to assume you, you should be doing records Q2, Q3, Q4.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, as far actually, it's, it's interesting. We just with the, with these products and specifically those three, you've just mentioned, and, and we can't forget our, 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 core products, which are actually growing and uh, uh, products like uh, Yondelis, which we're now going to have for a full year. So they're contributing rather than just a few months as they did last year. Uh, Amatop also, um, Yeah, we see this quarterly growth going out uh, as far, we project typically five years and we see it going out five years, uh, just consistent growing quarters, again, with our existing portfolio, not taking into consideration, you know, any other products and, you know, the types of products we're looking for or looking at right now, some are approved in Canada, they just haven't been launched yet. Others are uh, never seen Canadian soil, we have to bring them in and yet others are actually selling in Canada. So there's various stages of products that we're looking at and uh, it's, uh, it's it's got to fit within what we believe we can do to add value to those products um, and the right commercial arrangements with our partners, but also the right commercial arrangements for, pa- most importantly, is patients in Canada. The Drugs have to be priced um, uh, in a reasonable fashion for the Canadian healthcare system, and our two asthma therapies are that I think Novartis did a wonderful job by pricing them at what existing therapies are, and not pricing them at a premium given their in- increased benefits. So I think this is a you know makes us very it's a very compelling argument to have a better therapy at the same price as you're currently paying. And and one great thing about
1: these interviews is you pick up information you can't pick up just by reading a press release we can hear the drilling we can hear the hammering uh you guys are are putting your money where your mouth is because you're expanding your your headquarters right like you're massively expanding warehouse space office space uh smart people don't go spend that kind of money unless they know they need that more warehouse space they know they they need more office space great anecdotal uh information steve
0: Yes, absolutely. We're doubling our warehouse facility, uh, uh, you know, to carry the inventory that we need for, for the increased sales. Uh, we're, we're adding bodies. I know people say, well, that's cost, but that's short-term costs, but you need those bodies to generate the long-term revenues. You can't build a hundred million dollar brand without, a, a significant sales infrastructure and that infrastructure is being in place and it's hitting the you know the tires hit the road so to speak in uh in in uh, june 21 it's it's literally weeks away so very exciting time very bustling time and in the middle of all that yeah we have to endure the hammers and the saws because we're i'm at the you know we're working from home uh, from the office i should say we're we're there so uh um and, i think
1: those are great sounds to hear you know, yeah. hammers, saws, and drills means action, means growth, right? It's better than crickets. <laughs>
0: yeah. Our, uh, I'm very, and the, I, I just want to end off with just one comment. Is sure. And I know people uh, when we first announced the uh, the Novartis deal, and there was a comment about well, you have to, you're going to be expanding your 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 team management and sales considerably. You know, how do how do you do it? Well, when we did the Novartis deal, we licensed. We were at 40 people. We're at 57 today. Um, and we'll be 70, 80 by the end of June and well over. Oh, that's 100.
1: massive growth, Steve. That's fast growth.
0: That is. And, but, you know, we will have extremely, we'll have coverage on a par with the multinationals and you know, our competitors in respiratory are, are bigger companies and we'll have a sales team out there that really compares to theirs. So you've got to have that inter doctor interaction. You have to be able to get out there and, Talk about the benefits of, of a particular drug and you have to be able to say hey this drug is covered so your patients can get this drug reimbursed by their private plan and public will come where that, that's the process that's starting is typically a bit longer than the private and we'll start seeing that i think the turn of the year is where we'll uh, start getting provinces to uh, jump on board redesk on the other hand has been we already covered in ontario publicly um and we will we expect to announce a a, a number of other provinces uh, with public uh, coverage for Radesca in the coming uh, weeks.
1: And what's great about Valio? What I love about Valio is that you have competitors, you have bigger farm, pharma, bigger pharmaceutical company co- competitors, but small cap investors can't participate in their growth anymore. Those stories are mature. They've already had their, you know, their big growth. Whereas Valio today. Is still at a really, you know, like I said, seventy-five million dollar market cap. And by the way, we're not making, we're not giving any financial advice, any solicitations like that. But when you do your due diligence for everybody at home, you know, you can see the success already happen. You can see the record quarters already happening, Novartis and uh, partners like that. So you've got to do your due diligence because this is one of the few, very few situations where small cap investors can grow with a, with a, with a pharmaceutical company uh, that's at the small cap stage and and really entering its growth phase for the next three, four years. And that's what's so exciting, Steve. So congratulations to your team. Uh, Thanks for being here. And I guess what, June 21st, will or, or, you know, give or take a day. uh, We'll be back on again with the, with the official launch.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put us some news on on that uh, on that when the commercial team actually starts uh, hitting the road. And as you know, in in these days, hitting the road doesn't mean hitting the road. It means uh, interacting with physicians, and much of that is done digitally now. Uh, and we think that'll remain. Uh, there'll probably be some transformation back to seeing doctors face to face, but I think that digital aspect is. Uh, is is here to stay. And we're uh, making a lot of inroads with new technologies uh, that improve that interaction with. And
1: the- even that's a big advantage for you, right? Because even though you're building up the sales infrastructure, you may not have the sales infrastructure for the really big pharmaceutical who have that on the road. So digital allows you to kind of meet them a lot faster than you would as you are building your sales team. So that's actually working in your favor as well.
0: Uh, really uh, pushed a lot of technologies for, uh, outreaching digitally and and the, in the pharma space also. So uh, it, I think is gonna make us more efficient. Uh, we'll be able to cover potentially more physicians with the same number of representatives. So there's a lot of benefits out of this.
1: Steve, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Congratulations to you, your team, cause you got a big team there and can't wait. Like literally you and I are gonna be on pretty much every month uh, yeah. for the rest of the year because growth just keeps on coming. It's exciting to watch and on behalf of all shareholders i think i can be the proxy that says thank you for the work you guys have done because you make it look easy and if you know anything about business it's anything but easy
0: george thanks for uh thanks for your kind words and we look forward to many returns on your uh on your podcast
1: for everybody home you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on spotify google apple your favorite podcast platform to Steve Saviaki, CEO of Value of Pharma. trades on the CSC under VPH. For our friends in the US, VPHIF. And for our friends in Europe, always on Frankfurt under VP2. For those of you who knew the story, because you saw these headlines, especially the record Q2, and you're wondering, hey, small caps have been going through some difficult times. Who's this company that's uh, projecting record Q2 revenues? Uh, You got to start your due diligence. Two ways to do that. First. Get to the Valio profile on the GORCOM because we know this is pharma, uh, so that's where we give you the layman's overview of the company, its products, and what it's doing, because pharma can be complicated. Great overview, and then once you got that foundation of knowledge, head over to the Valio uh, website. You got the link there, right inside the profile in the hub on a GORCOM to do your deep dive due diligence. The company setting records. You got to do your due diligence and find out uh, if you want to grow with the company over the next six, 12 months, two years, three years. Hopefully you do. Don't say we didn't tell you. So see you next time.